you're taking the time on a weekend to talk to some brujas over here in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where you guys are at, Jersey? Yeah, Jersey in the house. The best state in all the land. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Tell your friends. Tell your friends, yo. This is Cindy. And this is Murado Lens, a feminist podcast hosted by two childhood friends who talk about embracing our inner bruja, sex, and culture. Always funny, always real. And today we have the one and only Jessica Winston, who is mm. a mambo of voodoo. Haitian voodoo. A mambo of Haitian <laughs> voodoo, but everybody else may know her as House of Voodoo. That's right. Yes. House very popular. Voodoo. Very popular Instagram, a voice for the community. Hoodoo Witch. We're going to talk to her today. A about Latina from multiple Caribbean yes. islands. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Um, I'm excited to dive into these conversations. Oh, we're so excited to have you on, especially because um, we want to talk in depth about colonization, the Caribbean. Um, Appropriation. Ooh, get into all of that jazz. And we know that you have experience in talking about that. And I think our community is going to love it. But first, we want to talk about your journey, how you became House of Hoodoo. You know, were you always open to this? Tell us. Let's get into that first. Um, so do we start the journey with House of Hoodoo or do we start the journey as where I began. <laughs> How I came yeah. to the yeah. stage. Totally you. Yeah. <laughs> the little girl Jessica. All who right. Came up and traveled. The little girl and, Jessica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the little barefoot. <laughs> the little barefooted dirty girl riding up and down the streets of Dominican Republic. Oh man, those yes. were the times. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you were born so there. I was, Is that correct? I was born there, yes. I was born in Dominican Republic, uh, specifically Santo Domingo, which is the capital of Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though my family is from all over, but I was born in Santo Domingo. I started coming to the States um, to gain my visa. You know how that goes when you're an immigrant, in and out of the States since the age of three Mm. um, with my parents so we could get our visa so we could permanently come into the States. we uh, we came to, through the States to New York. We lived in New York up until I was, I believe, 12. And then we moved to Florida. I did most of my middle school, high school years in Florida. Got adventurous, said I was done with Florida and moved to L.A. with my boyfriend, my partner. Mm. And it had my grown-up years there. I was in L.A. from the age of 21 up until a year ago when I moved to New Orleans. Wow. What called you there? Mm-hmm. To, to L.A.? Um, Change. To, well, to New Orleans. To New Orleans, because I feel like uh, oh. New Orleans got this gravitational pull. It's pulling all kinds of brujas over there. From all over. From all over. You know, the, the, interesting, the interesting story behind me in New Orleans is I was not the person who came here you know, most people come to New Orleans because they're seeking the culture and they want to know about voodoo, right? Like, oh, I've seen so many movies and books and I'm going to go to New Orleans to seek out voodoo. That was never my intention. New Orleans kept coming to me in dreams and I had never been here before. Mm-hmm. Never been here before. And I kept having dreams that this chariot was bringing me here. This chariot could bring me here. And, you know, in tarot, chariot oftentimes means a journey. You have to take a journey, a journey with purpose. And so I kept having these very, they were a little bit scary because the chariot was a little phantom-ish. 
Mm-hmm. But um, New Orleans just kept coming to me in dreams. And I remember walking up and down the streets of the city. I'd never been here before. I'd never seen the city before. And I never had any type of like interest to come here outside of, um, outside of those dreams. So I ended up just taking a journey here and saying, you know what? I'm just going to go and visit um, and see what's up. And I came and visited. And, and it so happened that the place where I stayed at, that day we came in and we dropped our stuff. We went for a walk. As we're walking down the street, I froze. And my partner, Julian, looked at me like, what's going on? And I was like, babe, this is the street that I've been walking up and down in my dream. What? Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those are the type of, those are the times when you say like deja vu, but deja vu means you've, in essence, dreamt this before. Mm-hmm. Or this been there mm-hmm. before, yeah, really. It's come to you already. Yeah. New Orleans has this sense of familiarity to me from the get-go. It feels... And it's not just because of the the climate being so, um, you know, similar to, honestly, New Orleans is a lot more, a lot wetter and and more humid than my island, Mm -hmm. than Dominican Republic. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's more swamp-like, that's why. Yes, 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 yes. It's definitely a lot more wet. But there's so much Caribbean culture here, and New Orleans has so, like, such strong ties with, with Cuba. I feel like that's a story that not a lot of people know how strong of a tie with Cuba uh, New Orleans has, more than with Haiti. Mm. <clears throat> uh, New Orleans and Cuba have been very close to each other for years, for years, for years, just an in, in and out kind of um, business and exchange of culture. And there's a lot of the Caribbean essence here for me. So it felt very much like home and well, I remember going back to LA and just feeling so out of place. I was like, okay, I can't live in LA anymore because now I went to a place that I can't figure out why I'm so connected to. There's something in that water. There's something in the air. There's something about that place. I need to be there. And I was literally binging on, on every piece of literature that I could on New Orleans history, documentaries, books. I was just trying to put, connect the dots myself as to why am I so connected to this place and I was having a conversation with my godmother now and um and I kept and, and I, I forgot exactly how we got into this topic but I brought up to her I'm like ma I've never been able to like fully I don't know what it is but doesn't I can't understand why I'm so I've always been so connected to New Orleans and she was like what's well, the same reason why I am connected to New Orleans it's because the same people that went to our island came to New Orleans so you might even have ancestors like, that cross those same paths. And exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what I was thinking about. It's like, can you imagine that? And like, that's what I, what had me think. It's like, can you imagine that at some point there was a family and they were separated and then some were left in, in Haiti, which is Haiti and Dominican Republic. And then others were brought to New Orleans. And how many times did that happen? Mm-hmm. Right. That, that is like one of those things that got like my wheels turning and it, it, it all began to make sense why this island, why this land, New Orleans feels very ancestral to me, even though I wasn't born in the States, but it feels very ancestral. It feels to me like when I go back home to DR and when I go back home to Haiti, when I go back home to Haiti, it feels like that, like this is where my story began. Like there's so much of me on this land and we put such little emphasis on land but land is the root of everything we are born of the land Absolutely. and so whatever whatever land we are born in or born of we inherit the story of that land 
that's beautiful. Now, growing up in DR as a little girl, like you said, barefoot, um, whether it was in a campo in the city, um, were there brujas that you remember that taught you the way or showed voodoo or uh, or introduced brujeria to you to some extent? Was that something that was honored in DR where you were from or kind of shamed? Mi abuela, my grandma, she's alive and kicking, that woman, let me tell you. Mm. <laughs> she's alive kicking and, and running the streets of Washington Heights, New wow. York. <laughs> I love hearing old people are still doing their thing. And, and she's a oh, proud yeah, she's and loud very much. That's what you're saying? She is very proud and loud. So she was my very first introduction to this because I was the firstborn from my mother's side. And so for her, I was her pride and joy. And she would take me everywhere with her. My mom has always been very reserved when it comes to brujeria and the voodoo. Same thing as my dad. Mm-hmm. And I will, I'll, I'll, I'll dive into the story of my dad a little bit. And that was going to be a little bit, a bit of a trip. But they have been, you know, they've been a little, uh, they're a bit more reserved than, than uh, anybody else in my family. For instance, my grandma is super about it. Like that's her life. She's been serving her spirits since she was a baby because she was, she inherited them from family. And uh, my aunt is very much into it. They know all the bru- all the good brujos in New York. They are doing their spiritual bath and all their work on the daily. Like it's not, this is not a game. This is their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how, that's very much how they, how they treat it. Like my mom rolls her eyes at it. And my grandma's like, you know what? If you had listened to me, the times that I told you this and that, then you wouldn't be in the situation you're in. Mm-hmm. So don't judge. <laughs> Do you think that your don't mom judge. has a little bit of that bruja that she is more scared of and that's why she kind of like rolls her eyes? Or do you think that she just truly doesn't believe? I believe that she is terrified of her own experiences. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah. Which is a lot of uh, brujas' experience. Yeah, we get a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of um, brujas in our community that write to us and tell us this, like, how do I hone in or how do I control this and how do I do it? So, like, how did you... How did you not end up scared like your mom? Like, how did you feel so comfortable with this? Is it your grandmother? Was it you? Was it something else? I think it was a bit of my grandmother and me. I've always been a bit of a, um, I don't know. I think I've always been a bit of of like a fearless being. And if I ever felt anything that did not belong in my space, I knew that I could just cast it out with my voice. And so I did, like, if there was anything that scared me, I automatically went to my prayers um, because every Dominican is born, is raised Catholic. Like, that is the religion of the of the country. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Catholics this, by day, brujas by night. I mean, right. that's what it is. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I've always... Yeah. <laughs> my mom's like, Iglesia, Sunday's at 12 p.m. And then she's like, look, we need this baño for you. And I'm like, oh, it's very different at night. <laughs> You know, and you grow kind of conflicted and confused, like, what do I do or what do I follow, right? But you had your grandma who was, like, straight bruja, right? Is that what, is that what you're saying? My grandma my grandma was a good bruja and a good Catholic and a good voodoo woman. She was all of it in one bunch. Mm-hmm. She was not ashamed. And she was not afraid to mix it because we do mix it. Uh, till this day, I haven't met a single Dominican. Well, no, wait, I did meet one, and I kind of cursed him out because he was being mad rude. But... <laughs> I, he was, Lord, he tried to put the Lord in me. And I was like, listen, the Lord and I, we tight. <laughs> we right. tight. Yeah. He came over last night for dinner. I don't need you to impose him on me. I get it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah. But most like, Dominicans like that I witness, like I mean, back up. I get uh, it. You know, I believe in the higher beings. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a little like I understand their mission and and I get the, what they're I see the intention, but if for me it doesn't work, like I can't have another person coming up to me like have you found Jesus? And I'm like, but was he lost? Like, I'm good. Like, I did not lose him. (laughs) (laughs) Because already they're coming from a place of of doubt and negativity. Like, how is that that coming to someone with positive energy when you're already making Mm -hmm. the assumption and telling them they have not been with Jesus to the moment you found that? Like, like approaching them, like, like condemning them. It's manipulative is what it is. And I think religion does play Mm -hmm. a big part. But going back to what you said, Jessica, is like, there's not one Dominican or Latino that's not really practicing Both. Catholicism and sometimes the other side, mm-hmm. which is brujeria, good good magic and dark magic. Mm-hmm. One and the same. All and of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Dominican voodoo, um, because there are variations of voodoo, right? All voodoo comes from Africa. But when as voodoo, as the Africans were taken and brought to different lands. They brought their voodoo, they brought their culture and their traditions with them. And so they had to adapt to their environment, to the new homeland that they were in. And there are different, there are many, many, many variations of voodoo. So you have Haitian voodoo. Haitian voodoo and Dominican voodoo are very, very similar, except for the fact that, except for little variations, Dominican voodoo, um, they might, their spirits, it, it, Dominican voodoo spirits might have a different name as a spirit in Haitian voodoo, but it's the same spirit just going under a different name. Mm-hmm. And Dominican voodoo still holds on a lot to the Catholic image and um, in Catholic, well, no, not Catholic prayer, because Haitian voodoo still uses a lot of Catholic prayers, but Catholic image to disguise the spirits or to pray, like on, you know, to pray is, for them. Yeah, uh-huh. mm. For us, San Miguel, for us, San Miguel is, for Dominican voodoo, San Miguel is Belie del Can. And in Haitian voodoo, San Miguel is um, Aga, uh, Agaú. Mm. That's a fun fact. Do you think mm-hmm. people argue so like, is, what's what and they're really just talking about the same person? they're really talking about the same spirit back and forth but that's the thing though like you know how it is with people people just cannot seem to agree one has to be the one that's right and I'm like can we just agree to disagree can we just agree that this is the same spirit we call it different things maybe it does uh, manifest itself a little different in in each lineage but it's still the same spirit essentially right we found that peace honestly we would find that peace in religion religion has caused so much war Mm. amongst different societies Mm -hmm. when at the end of the day we're almost preaching to the same higher God whether sometimes it's Jesus Mm -hmm. or Allah like it's all in essence it encapsulates the same spirit we want to call it something different which is fine um, but then it's like we are not okay with someone else calling it something different Right. You know, same thing with brujería and praying. Praying, when we start doing meditation, we, when we do um, chants, mm. when someone's doing praying in a Catholic church, ultimately you're still doing spells with your words. Mm-hmm. And yes. we don't want to address that as one and the same. Right, because it, it's almost like, mm-hmm. well, who are you doing that for? Who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. Like, I think when people think mm-hmm. of brujería and um, spells and chants, like th- things like that, they're like, no, you're you're talking to the devil. You're not talking to God. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm talking, to, I'm talking to my abuela. I don't know who you're talking to right. like that's all i know and trust <laughs> yeah. oh your inner you know? god yeah your inner god, or which, your inner god that's even is, more powerful right because maybe sometimes there are people out there who say i don't believe in any god but i'm praying to something higher than me and i don't yep. want to call them god mm-hmm. and then those people are automatically the atheists the devils but maybe they're just people that are praying to whatever magic is within them that right. they know is godly 
yeah. right? Or higher mm-hmm. to a higher being. So, you know, I we talk about this, but it's really to, to segue into um, what it is that has allowed you to make House of Hoodoo so, um, so beautiful, bring mm-hmm. so, so many communities under one roof, under House of Hoodoo. You have a huge following, of course, we know. And, you know, the Bruja world is not as big as people think, especially the one that of the healers. Mm. And we hear so many great mm-hmm. things about the Brujas in our community, about you and what they think of you. And one of their basic things is, like, you are so authentic and real with your messaging when mm. you deliver it digitally. And what got you there? Like, that confidence and that shameless uh, delivery in a good way, right? It- <laughs> yeah, and it took it took a little bit of time. Um, I always had, I always wanted House of Hoodoo to be a collective and to be a community because my intention from the get go was to to share my experience, and I believe that I even wrote that in my bio. It's like this is a platform, this is the my umbrella. I want to share my experiences. I want to share my family's folk magic. I want to share the hoodoo that I so honorably learned here in the States. I want to share everybody's experience. Like I want everybody to read my stories and find a bit of themselves in it. And remember, you know, if I tell you a story about my grandma saying, oh, you know, put make a cross with your shoes by your bed before you go to sleep. I want someone to remember, oh my God, my grandma used to tell me the same thing. Or she used to tell me to put an egg under my bed to to keep away evil spirits at night, you know, that type Mm, of stuff. Like connecting like that. If we spend more time finding the things that connect us, especially the spiritual things that connect us, I feel like the focus on the division will start to diminish. That's true. And that's what spirituality is all about is it's not so much in 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 the self. It's it's recognizing that we're all interconnected. That's right. Actually we just had mm-hmm. an interview. Um you may or may not know her, Lido Pimienta, the artist. Mm-hmm. And she talked about because I was talking about Nat here about decolonizing the minds and she's like, that's great. We should decolonize the minds. She's like, but we need to take it one step further and share the same narrative. Because the minute that we understand exactly. our narrative and we're sharing it collectively, that's oh, the key yeah. word collectively. Power. That's where the power comes from. That's from the the automatic like shame is going to be taken off because now we know our right here. Yeah. We know that this is good stuff that we're doing and all the spiritual work that you're doing too, Jessica, I think I honor it and I think that it's important that you share as a bruja and give back. You know, even me, like I have La Brujas Club, right? And it's a book club and it started off just really honestly because I wanted sisters. I have no siblings. I wanted to create community. It was about spirituality. But more importantly, I'm like, there's things I don't know that you know that I may know if we all share our stories, culture exchange, truly share mm. our stories and be so transparent, this is what the next generation will be working with. Yeah. And that, exactly. is, that is a true healer's work. It's not just to heal yourself or keep the information to yourself. To your point, Jessica, it is about sharing that and making it a community. Even if you have your own brand, it's your brand that you're sharing with the world, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. So thank you for that. I appreciate a Bruja out there doing that, a fellow Latinas at that. Um, and I think it's amazing. And speaking of fellow Latina. Yes, I have a very <laughs> important question. We get this like kind of offbeat. We get it. Like we get asked to this like on the side, like how we feel about like 
the appropriation mm. of brujas. You know, we, you, I'm sure you've seen it, Jessica. Like, just, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, you, you've seen the Palo Santo being sold at Urban Outfitters. As you I, see as, people. As I roll my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, wow, like, there are people that are tapping into, like, I, I have a very conflicting feelings. Like, I'm Peruvian. My parents are, are brujos. Like, I just, mm, like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm like, wow, like, um, this this part of their lives that they were that they kept on the low for for many reasons to be for safety for shame and now is being taken on by other people and they're almost like owning it like what Mm -hmm. like i know many people are now like okay i see the rise some people are upset and they realize that it's cultural appropriation but other people are like conflicted like how do you feel about that like tell us about it i believe that selling something sacred without proper information is a problem. Mm. If a spirit if if the spiritual shop, for instance, the urban outfitters, I you're I get it, you're trying to be you want you're trying to be with the trend. A lot of people are trying to be with the trend. Mm-hmm. But you don't understand that this is not a trend. Mm-hmm. Those those items belong in spiritual shops where a knowledgeable person mm-hmm. can sell that product to someone who needs it who's properly seeking it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that is, that to me is the root of cultural appropriation. It's right. when you take something from another culture and you just want to sell a product, but you don't know what the product is. You don't know its roots. You don't know its stories. You can't educate nobody about it. You're just selling something and, and not giving homage to the, to where it came from. Right. right. Absolutely. Especially so, a lot of these things come from these very poor communities and women that are mm-hmm. getting paid pennies. Um, but over here, these corporations are selling spiritual goods that they're creating or that's coming from their land, right, for a lot more. And people are I also to- would be very wary of where this Palo Santo is coming from because you could be calling it Palo Santo, but you might as well just be cutting the, up some trees here in the U.S. and selling it. Oh, that's true. Like, where does it actually come from? Like, I know... Exactly. Like a true bruja is not going to buy her stuff at like Urban Outfitters. She knows better. And and secondly, it's like no, it's not eighteen dollars. Like no, that's yeah. ridiculous. But also, but also when we talk about when we talk about true brujas, right? There's that sense of everyone wants to be a bruja now. Mm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it's I actually quote Caridad, la bruja from NYC, because we were having a conversation recently, and she was laughing. She's like, I don't know, everyone's trying to be a bruja these days, right? Mm. She's like, I like it though that Latinas are coming together, but everyone's trying to be a bruja. Mm. And I say that because it's true it's becoming a trend and the same way that mm-hmm. that co- corporations like urban offers want to sell palo santo because a trend some women are becoming that or calling themselves that title because it's the cool title to be and there's money in it exactly now, right so how do you distinguish a real bruja versus a fake bruja and it shouldn't just fall along like mm-hmm. everyone's urban outfitters i think those are just young people also trying to explore mm-hmm. right but how do you distinguish right. them and, and how do you maybe put them on the right path so if they are truly trying to become a bruja, they're going to do it with honor and respect? Well, for me, bruja is such a, it's such a, it's very sacred because I grew up with brujas. I was surrounded with brujas and brujas did real bruja things. Like brujas were healers. Mm-hmm. They were the go-to person in a family, right? Like they were that person that you went to for everything, not just your family, but your community. Everybody in the neighborhood who knew what you what you was doing and what you were up to, they were coming to you for help. 
So you need to check yourself. Are you really doing bruja things? Are you really being a bruja to your community? Are you really being a healer? Are you holding yourself accountable? Are you holding other people accountable? Are you being, are you educating? Right. Are you representing your culture, your ancestors? Are you sharing? Are you a part of the community? Or are you just wearing a costume and makeup? Amen, sister. I think that that should go in the dictionary of bruja versus fake bruja description. <laughs> there it is. I mean, if anybody had any any questions about cultural exchange versus cultural appropriation, like, that was it. That was it. Right. I've always yeah. felt uncomfortable because uh. I'm like, wow, I've been denying that part of myself so much, and now someone is selling it at a store. Like, what? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Like, it just always felt, like, messed up to me, but I didn't even know how to articulate it because I hadn't gotten in that space yet with myself. Right. So how could I even, like, defend Don't. it or talk about it? Right. Like those are items that belong in botanicas, you know what I mean? They belong in these spiritual shops that we grew up so vitally needing. When I was growing up, botanicas were your pharmacy. They didn't just have like, they didn't just have spiritual products. They had literal medicine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they had preparation age and shit for zits, like stuff for Girl, zits and, and pain and all. Like, they were your local... Laxatives. Your, they were your I'm local Latino <laughs> pharmacy because we could not afford medication and go. we could not afford the healthcare system here in the state. Still seems to be the case, so we got to get this into a better place. So. And as healers, um, what, do you, what do you expect um, or what do you, would you like House of Hoodoo to do um, for the community moving forward or the legacy of House of Hoodoo? <clears throat> moving forward, um, what I would like to continue, I, what I really, really, really want to do is bring all of these beautiful cultures of the diaspora and also of the Latin community into my business. And I want to be able to teach people what this is you know, into the communities, like, for instance, the, the Rose of Jericho, I was so, it, it, it was such a shock to me. How many people didn't know what a Rose of Jericho was? Because I grew up with Rose of Jericho. Mm -hmm. And people are like, what is this thing? And then now so many people are so hyped about it and they love it. And I, and, and it's educational. Like I spent a whole education on the Rose of Jericho. It's history, where it comes from, instructions, how to take care of it, how to connect with it. But I want to do, I would love to create this community and, you know, in this store where it's, it houses all of our cultures together. And then we have the proper people and the proper staff to educate people on how colorful our cultures and our medicine is. Um, part of what I also want to do is add a little, uh, add traveling to that and actually travel to these places, to Peru, to Mexico, um, all Brazil, all over, Ecuador, and just learn. Ecuador, hello. Ecuador, You can put that last on the list, boo. You know, go to Peru first. Now I get upset because people always forget about Peru. I'm in Ecuador, and she's from Ecuador, and I'm like, it's cool. Because we always have this battle of like, who's more dope? And I'm like, obviously Peru. <laughs> and here we go, leaving Ecuador again. Que risa. Bueno, but it's true. I like that you're including travel. Are we going to see more travel blogs for Jessica? And yes. I would love to. I would love to include the travel and go to these places. Um, right now I have a friend who does, she does um, video, a lot of video work. Um, that's what, that's her, her career. So she and I are teaming up and just discussing how we're going to do this. How are we going to be able to get, gain permission also, because you can't just, 
bartender, like a right. like a, a freaking you know, like a freaking colonizer. Like even if you're even if you are part of the culture, you don't live there. These are sacred traditions. You can't you you cannot just feel entitled and say I'm just gonna go because I speak Spanish and they're gonna let me in. That's not how it works, buddy. So I I want to be able to find a way to you know have have entrance and permission to these um to these practices and learn. And it's not just it's not just to you know just to share both. Like I'm curious as, as hell. Like I want to share and I want to learn myself. Like I want to see how the world. And how everybody else does it. Like, how? what is it for you? When you wake up, what's your ritual? What do you burn? What do you drink? What do you smoke? What are you eating? How do you pray? Like, I want to learn all of that. And I also want to make the world aware of that. How beautiful and how connected we are. Because I feel that the more we share those stories, the more we see ourselves in those stories. And we see how connected we are. And that our spirituality is the thing that connects us the most. I'm having a big issue with titles right now because everybody wants to wear a title right now. And then titles just add so much division. Mm, okay. Totally feeling you on that. Well, that's why we asked because we were like, it's very open. And at the same time, you know, everyone has a specialty. So what would you say is your specialty when it comes to House of Hoodoo? Ooh, girl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> I think, honestly, for me, my specialty is folk magic, which is the magic that I learned through word of mouth. What I learned my grandma tell me, what my girlfriends have told me, what my godmother tells me. Like, I'm very receptive, so I pick up little cues here and there, mm. and I ask a lot of questions. So I was like, oh. And then I also go by my, and then, you know, I have spirits come in my dreams and teach me stuff. So that's my thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's putting recipes together and and sharing with people. It's it's like I'm a kid. I'm like a kid. I'm like, oh my god, y'all! Like I found this new leaf that if you rub it in your eyes, you will see spirits. <laughs> like I'm that person. Forever testing things out. I like that. Forever testing things out. Forever just be you know trusting wherever whatever message I'm receiving, wherever I'm being led, and sharing that because power. It's like knowledge is power, but only if you share it to elevate and only if you share it to educate, not, oh, let me sit on all this knowledge. Right. And then that, what, what does your ritual look like then? Yes. Dying to Ooh. know. You know, you're yeah. a healer. You got you to gotta energize somehow. What's your spiritual practice? There you go. I just, I just finished talking to my godmother and I told her, Ma, you know what? I'm just going to, today, I'm just going to soak myself in some seawater in the tub with seashells in it. And she's like, ooh, wow, like where that come from? And I was like, I don't know, something something just told me. I, I woke yeah, up and talking. I saw seashells everywhere. Oh, I, wish something, I woke up from a nap and something said seashells, seashells, and I saw seashells everywhere. And I was like, okay, so I'm just going to, because I have um, seawater that we went and connect, we collected um, by the beach. And I'm just going to add some seawater to my tub and seashells and just soak myself and pretend I'm a freaking mermaid. I love oh, it. I love that. I want to be a mermaid. Oh my god! I, you know I have not. <laughs> I I have never done something like that, and I'm completely open to. It. I don't know how my mom would feel about it because she has this um, <laughs> belief that you shouldn't. Maybe it's different with bathing, but she's like you shouldn't wear any jewelry that has conchas on it. And I'm like, why? Because she's like, then you'll never get married. And I'm like, what? What's that? Is that like, a thing? That's what she said. And now I'm afraid to wear these beautiful earrings I got. 
So I'm like, oh. I've never heard that. I don't know. Sometimes well, I'm like, Well, you see what I'm saying? Like, you see the little, the little superstitions and myths that we Every, all have, our yeah. little folklore. And it came from her Cuban best friend, Maria. So I was like, oh, I don't know if Maria La Cubana said it. Like, maybe I should listen. <laughs> So they're just kind of like sitting there. But like every so often, like my mom or like my mom's Bruja friends will come up to me and, and they'll share something like that. And I kind of I try to take it with a grain of salt because I'm like, we've never really. But you don't. You listen. But I kind of <laughs> listen because I'm like, it's heavy shit you're telling me, you know. So it's like I kind of I, I, I feel like I'm picking and choosing what they're what they're like, their advice, you know, their spiritual advice when it comes mm-hmm. to well, Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. your practice. I know. But. Uh, it must be on on the daily. I I assume like there's so many things that I think brujas can do to maintain. So it's like there's journaling, yeah. there's reiki, there's crystal healing, there's meditation. What's your besides the salt baths? Like what is your your go to? My go to every day is honestly like it's very simple. I love smudging and and sweeping at the same time, and this goes back to our ancestors. Especially when I was, I spent some time um, in Ghana and in African cultures. There are many cultures in Africa, but the cultures that I was exposed to when I was in Ghana, sweeping is very important. Mm. Very, very important. Oh, yeah, because you move energy. And so I exchanged this with my godmother, right? Because we, that's, that's in Africa, but then we're, we're part of this world, you know, we're Haitian Dominican. And I asked her, and I'm like, Ma, so, um, is there, do we have a thing? <laughs> you know, I always talk about us in the we. Like, do we have this thing? Do we have a thing with sweeping? And she's like, absolutely. We have this belief that the spirits come and hang out at night and in the morning. We got to sweep away whatever energy they left behind. Mm. Now, it's like, look at that. Yes, that was the same thing. When I was in Ghana, um, in my space, because I had my own space when I, when I was staying with the tribe, and... Um, I'm, I'm I'm a big cleaning person, like I'm a clean freak. And so I picked up the little brooms. So the brooms are made out of palm leaves. Oh, that's and I, mm-hmm, they like They like string them, string them, string them, and they tie them all up, and then, then it turns, and they dry them up, and it turns into this beautiful broom. DR, and so I was too. sweeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was my dad would love palm you. Palm leaves. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's like, mira, limpia tu casa, pero después limpia tu casa. And I'm like, I think I got it. Roger that, dad. Like, I got you. Because it's true. Like, you, oh, when, yeah. when, especially when people come in and out of your house and you've had a lot of people over, like, you have to do that. So mm-hmm. much energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right. For so sure. the cleaning part in the morning is important. And so I, um, when I was there in Ghana, and there was one night that things were a little messy and I just picked up the broom and I started sweeping and my, my caretaker, um, who's another mommy, who's another priestess. I mean, mommy, what does priestess? She walked in and she's like, no, 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 no. Now I, I, was, I panicked. I was like, Oh my God, no, no, no. What am I doing? And she's like, no, we don't sweep at night. No, it's bad to sweep at night. There are things that come and rest with us at night that you don't want to disrupt them. We don't sweep at night. We sweep in the morning. Good to know. I've been doing it all. And it has stayed and it has stayed with me since then. And so that's part of my that has become part of my ritual. I will light my I will light my stage of my Palo Santo. Sometimes I'll make my own blend of herbs and and resins and just clean up, you know, put it somewhere in my house, like sit it on the table. I'll sit it in the place that I'm the room that I'm sweeping. 
and then and it's like I'm sweet, you know, the smoke is taking care of the air, and I'm taking care of the floor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and we just clean. My ritual is always cleaning. Cleaning always makes me feel good. It makes me feel connected. It makes me feel clear. It makes me feel like I can feel myself and feel my spirits more. It makes me feel like I, I am of duty. Girl, I don't and know I'm not, you know, not, but I think I want you in my house. <laughs> like, come hang out <laughs> my house. Let's do smudging and cleaning. Okay. It's a big house. You've been here cleaning forever. <laughs> but you know, it's so funny. I have a broom, a straw broom. I don't know. It's like fake straw, but it's like straw broom behind mm-hmm. my door backwards. And that's something my mom mm-hmm. taught me yeah. many years ago. And so she always had like a little, whether it was a little broom or a big broom yeah. behind the door, behind the entrance. And you, I have yeah. it as well. Natalie gave me one from my place as well. But what was the, I forgot why exactly it, I have that there. Because all the bad spirits that are coming in, it doesn't allow them to come in is what she said when you have the broom backwards. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's got yeah. a resemblance to your, uh, your take on cleaning away the energy with the mm-hmm. broom as well. Maybe my mom left out that part, like sweep the house and then you put it backwards. <laughs> Maybe. Well, <laughs> my dad says the whole thing about the limpieza thing. My mom has always been like, you do not take a broom from one apartment that you lived into the next. That's what I've heard too. You I, too? Oh what my about God. you, Jessica? I, I was going to say, I was just going to say that right now. It was like, you know, there's also that, that lore that we have mm. that you only, whenever you move into a new space, you are only to sweep that space with a new broom. You mm. can't bring Always. the old one. Yeah. My mom got very upset at me three years ago when I moved into this, but she's like, esto, esto no es del otro apartamento, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I, like I did, like I just did the, the, the worst sin ever. And I was like, pero, like I had to move. I'm not going to be like, the, the to do today is she's getting like, a new broom. She's like, Sunday, $5.99, yeah. Sunday, $5.99. She's like, yeah, yeah, vuelvo. And she came back with a new broom. And I was like, all right, dog, thanks. <laughs> Your mom is on point. She is on point. But do you have to like, I mean, this is just basic questions right do you have to replace your broom every so often is that a thing like what, spiritually what speaking mm-hmm. like when you're cleaning i think scientifically yes spiritually right. i wonder yes scientifically yes and i believe that spiritually if you have a connection to your tool I mean, if you allow your broom to become a spiritual tool mm. then the tool itself will tell you when it's time to get rid of it and buy a new one amen mm. love that i gotta get a new one then because this i literally since the new one that my mom got when i moved in i got it this, not just one. not just like flinch she's like ay dios mio and i'm like sorry i just it's not on the high list of priorities <laughs> pero yo limpio, like i clean a lot so it's you know, i'm like a target mom so i be going to target every three months and if i see a new cool broom i'm like well that one looks it's only 9.99 and oh. i'll take it and i replace it but i also have a broom for the garage a broom for outside a broom for inside because you can't wow. sweep in and out Hello. no that's true you can't be mixing that up dirt, brooms you know so logistically mm-hmm. and spiritually there's a lot of stuff that has to do with brooms i had no idea look at that guys i'm learning something I no. love the connection to the bruja and the broom, too, because it kind of gives it full circle from all these Disney movies we see with the broom. But it actually has a purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's, not, it's not just to fly physically. It's to fly spiritually. Oh, please. Yes. Oh. yes. That was a spirit that came through Woo. me and spoke, honey. All right. Woo, girl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. Jessica, is there anything that you want to add that we didn't get to ask you? Oh, oh my God. I'm not... I, I, I've been having so much fun. I feel like I'm just hanging out with my girls, just hey, chatting. That's what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I just, I, I just feel like we, we need to do, we need to do better at coming together mm. and we need to do better, um, about educating people about our cultures, but coming from a place of education and understanding and love instead of 
shouting at each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're 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 stealing and you're appropriating. It's more of like let's have let me teach you why this is not all right. So with an open, heart, you know. Yes. Mhm, mhm. Because I remember reading somewhere that if you can teach a person how to respect tradition, then they will be less likely to disrespect any tradition. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. And you know what? I have to say those moments, like uh, a beautiful brown brujan, I think in one week will come across five moments that are like teaching moments in one week because someone said something, because mm-hmm. someone doesn't know any better, because someone said something out of turn. And that's where you got to take that moment to be like, yo, yo actually (laughs) but that can be exhausting as well right so what do you say to that like do Uh you think like not every moment's a teaching moment like pick your battles i think every moment is a teaching moment Mm -hmm. i believe i think um we should all care yeah we cannot be upset at things if we did not play a part in educating or changing it right like you can't be mad at someone and i've said like i think i've written a few posts and that's where i start my line is always you can't be mad at someone for not knowing mm. that what they were doing was wrong. And there, and it is true. There are a lot of people who have no connection to their ancestors. And so they have no connection to ancestors. They have no connection to culture. They don't know what it is to have things that are sacred. That's and true. so when they, when we see them, we who do have these things, when we see them do wrong by us, meaning you don't do things like that, this is sacred stuff to us instead of shouting at them and teaching them, they'll be less likely to do that again. And then they'll pass the knowledge and probably educate someone else, right? So it's like you pass, you share some, you give some, you're passing it along. Yeah, I agreed. I agreed with you totally. Yeah. And as a bruja, I think that's your point. If you call, you call yourself a healer, if that's your job to speak out, you know, it's about the delivery. Do it with love, do it with kindness. But to your point, Jessica, every time is a teaching moment because silence kills. And we're seeing that in our political mm-hmm. climate. We're seeing it amongst mm-hmm. Latinos and African-American. We're seeing a lot of segregation still going on in 2018. Soon it'll be 2019. And we need to really be having these conversations openly, yeah. um, repeatedly. And with love to talk about this. So, again, love what you do, um, but we're not going to end it there. We're going to end with one final thing. That's right. We have yeah. this uh, segment that we like to end with where we have uh, Murado Lens tarot cards. And it's random questions. So we'll shuffle them around. Not sure if you'll hear, but we'll shuffle them. And Natalie will start. And basically, when you say stop, that means that that question was meant for you. And I, I don't know if it's going to be funny, serious, awkward. Yeah, some but of them are dark, Jessica, girls, so I just mean, prepare. I know, deep like Ooh. the ocean. You, gotta, you just, you just got to know when to stop, okay? So she's going to start now. And I'm very superstitious, so uncross oh. your legs if you're crossing them. Ooh, let's be open with this. Oh, yes. girl, you had it too. No, my legs were crossed. Ah, <laughs> because tu eres, una, tu eres una dama, and so I get it. But gracias, gracias. I always have my legs open because I'm a machona, so I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> No, pero, pero mentira, yo soy machona también. I'm always with my legs wide open. <laughs> Las brujas machonas. That's the new blog. Look after it, y'all. <laughs> so this is what you'll hear. So tell me when to stop. All Ready? right. And go. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Ooh, stop. Okay. You got the you got the very first question. Gonna have to go around twice. <laughs> um, oh, one! Wow, that's the first one we've got. Yeah, first okay, one. honey. <laughs> and it's on page eleven, so okay. the ones are working for you today, Ooh. girl. That's one, one. Yes, one. Lord. Mm. For a person you love deeply, 
would you be willing to move to a distant country knowing there would be little chance of seeing your friends or family again? 100%. Whoa, I love Whoa. that. She didn't even take a breather. That's the right or die right there. Mm-mm. That's the right or die show. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> I'm 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 that person like I am if if you're if you're my if you're my my other my what I what is that I call my partner my buddy even if even if it's even if it's I don't know if I don't care if it's for my for for my boyfriend or someone that I love if you're that if you're my person and I love you like that and I and you said you know what it's for us to be together I, I gotta go somewhere else and I couldn't I just I'm like okay we're going fuck it that's because <laughs> you're a passionate woman I love this mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like new experiences baby let's go I love that. <laughs> all right well tell the world where they could find you on Instagram your website let the world know all right so my Instagram is House of Hoodoo so it's H A U S of hoodoo h-o-o-d-o-o that's my instagram that's also the name the name of my website mm-hmm. to stay connected with me it is always best to follow my instagram i am often sharing stories um sharing a bit of my views opinions a little education and um you know promoting things that i love and enjoy and i'm passionate about uh i do have a website that is a store i restock my products every my products and services every Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We appreciate it. We got to stick together. Thank you. And I appreciate what you guys are doing. This is beautiful. And thank you so much for having me. What an honor. Gracias. Thank you. Talk to you soon. That was Jessica. Oh, my God. Such a good convo. Such a good convo. Such a real ass bruja. Like, <sighs> it's refreshing. It honestly. is. So thank you for that. It was a breath of fresh air. There was no kind of like just full transparency. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when we bring brujas on the show, ladies and gents, like it really is to help heal the next generation, to help maybe a young woman out there or a woman that's coming out of a bad situation or a good situation to find her own, to find her voice, to mm-hmm. find her intuition. And so we love to bring healers on the show to tell you the way that they have found it and possibly inspire you to to do it as well yeah you know really uh, inspire you with some tools and people who are out there doing the damn thing and that we are all not perfect and we're all figuring it out sometimes like we learned a lot on the show today that i didn't know about when it came to like brooms and spirituality like hello hello and latinas and the caribbean diaspora and where we get a lot of this brujeria culture from Mm -hmm. which we have to give love back to the africa land back to the cuban lands the caribbeans are where the africans came to and Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of all of us in all of this um prayer meditation and practice and spirituality as a whole is where I think we could all come together because it's very different from religion. Mm-hmm. But yet religion all has spirituality. Exactly. So so again, thank you so much and um, hope you're doing great. That's right. <laughs> all right, Nat just sent everyone a big virtual hug. She literally hugged the mic. All right, so thank you for listening. Peace out. Peace.